Welcome to Meltdown to Mastery, empowering women to overcome midlife crisis by rewiring the subconscious mind. Feeling overwhelmed, disillusioned, stuck? We all have. Here we explore inspiration and empowerment to navigate through the tough times and move to a place where hearts soar, minds manifest, and bodies heal. Today we have Kara Bitar. Kara had her whole life planned as an attorney and was good at it. She had money, success, and a beautiful home. She left it all, asking, does success have to come at a price? Is living in states of depletion, stress, and overwhelm normal? She could have returned to law, but chose a changed life of fulfillment and joy. Welcome, Kara. Hi, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. And what a what a brave story. I mean, we all grow up thinking, you know, to be a doctor, a lawyer, what society teaches us are very successful careers. And to have left it all is just such an act of bravery. So tell us about that, where, you know, the tipping point was and, and you know, the stress of being a lawyer must be great. Just uh, maybe fill us in a bit. Yeah. So I had planned my whole life to become an attorney. I decided in fifth grade that I was going to be an attorney and I worked really hard to that end. I really committed to it. Um, and it was, you know, the whole kind of path of highest honors from high school and summa cum laude from college. And then I went on to Duke Law and actually published in a law journal as an undergrad and then also too while I was in law school. And then I was recruited by and I did take a job with one of the largest law firms in the Southeast doing high stakes corporate litigation. And so... It was like everything that I had planned and prepared for and everything that I thought that I wanted, I got it. Mm -hmm. I had like the big time job. I was making a lot of money. I had this really charming home in the city and like a beautiful wardrobe, you know, and like all the things that... Um, I thought were going to fulfill me, were going to make me happy. Um, and at the firm too, I really f- felt like I had the respect of my colleagues, like I had earned that. Um, I felt like I, you know, was doing a good job at being an attorney. Um, I really liked the people I worked with. And I also was doing, so I did high stakes corporate litigation. And I also did a lot of pro bono work for victims of domestic violence. And I was eventually named head of that project at our firm. And so really, if you were to look at my life on paper, it really looked like I had everything. And so it was like, I planned and prepared my whole life for this. I got it. And the interesting thing was, I was so unhappy, (laughs) like, so deeply unhappy. And it was really confusing to me, because it was like, 
you know, I have everything I planned and prepared for, and I have everything that everybody told me was going to make me happy. Like Mm -hmm. everything that our society says is so important, right? And is going to like fulfill you. And, you know, I had everything that, you know, society would say it's so worth working for those things, you know? And it was like, I I really did like there, the, the path to becoming an attorney was not easy for me. Like it was a lot of hard work. And so, but I kept kind of thinking like, but once I make it, you know, once I get there, like things will be different. And, um... And it was like, I got everything. And here I was like, so deeply unhappy, so deeply unfulfilled, even though, you know, you could say I was doing meaningful work. I mean, I was doing this really significant legal work. And then on top of that, I was doing all of this work for victims of domestic violence. And so it was like, it was just such a confusing thing. Like, oh, I have that. Like, I I really have everything here. And (laughs) On paper. Yeah. And I'm so unhappy and I'm so unfulfilled and I have money and I have this like house and I have like these clothes and like all the things I thought I wanted. Um, Yeah. And so, yes, my job was high stress and it was high pressure. It, it, It was like we did work a lot. And it was interesting because there was this part of me that was like, oh, maybe that's the problem. Like maybe the problem is how much we're working, how much stress I'm under. But then too, there was this other part of me that was like, I don't think that's the problem. And so it wasn't like I had this great mental clarity. I didn't. I was quite frankly like, I have everything and here I am super unhappy and I should be happy. And so I felt like almost like, guilty in a sense. And I blamed myself like, no, I have everything. I should be happy. I should feel good. I should feel fulfilled. And yet I didn't. And so eventually, and it took me years, (laughs) um, but eventually I got to the point where I was like, something has to give. I'm so tired of feeling this way. And, um, and it's not getting better. You know, it was like no matter what I tried at the firm or no matter how much success I had there, like the, these feelings of being unhappy and, you know, feeling unfulfilled, they didn't go away. They just seemed to, to, to get worse in a sense. And so I eventually made the decision like, okay, something needs to give in my life. Something needs to change. And this job really felt like the biggest thing in my life. I mean, it was the thing that I gave most of my time and my energy and attention to. And, um, and again, it was high stress and it was high pressure, right? So again, there was this kind of part of me like, well, maybe if I didn't have this job, maybe, maybe I would feel differently. Maybe I would have a different experience at the same time. Um, like I could have gotten another job in the legal profession. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people work at big firms, um, you know, we do work a lot at big firms. And so what they do is, you know, they, they work there, they establish themselves, and then they might transition to like a different type of legal job that's maybe a little bit less in terms of stress and pressure. Mm-hmm. And so I, I certainly could have done that. I had the resume, I had the connections. Um, but there was this thing in me that was like, if you do that, if you just switch jobs, like it's going to be different faces, different places, but you're going to feel the same. And so, so leaving, 
Kara, what, yeah. what was the feeling inside that, like, you know, you say there was uh, a, a sadness and, but what, like, just so others can relate to it. What, what was the feeling inside? Can you put your finger on it? Yeah. So it was this, like, it was interesting. It was partly this completely empty feeling. Mm-hmm. Like my life felt, it just felt empty in a way, felt like meaningless in a way. It was partly this just, um, hopelessness feeling like this kind of this bottomless pit of, is this all life is mm-hmm. like this can't, this can't possibly be. And also, too, interestingly enough, it was also as much as I was like, you know, feeling that way, I also felt numb in a sense. Like I was this walking, I don't know, robot or zombie in a sense, where I was just like saying all the things, like things would come out of my mouth. Like, you know, people would come in with like some big project and it was late and I was tired. And, you know, it was like, oh, do you want to do uh, do this? Like, oh, of course I do. I'd love to do that. And it's like, in my beingness, I'm like, oh, no, I definitely don't want to do that. It's like I became this kind of, it was weird, this kind of robotic, numbed out feeling as well. Yeah. And then like, I, I imagine like we've all been there and, you know, you try to fill it up with going shopping or eating or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, or, or alcohol and yeah. Right. And just to find, try to find that happiness and it just doesn't, just doesn't turn like that. Yeah. So this is such a good point. It's so true. And so I felt this kind of like this emptiness, this unhappiness, this kind of numbness, like I was just going through the motions day after day. And one of the things that I would do is I would, I shopped online pretty frequently. (laughs) Like I was making a good amount of money. I had the money to do it. And it was like in the morning before I'd go to work, it was like I'd go online, I'd like buy some clothes or buy something, it'd give me this temporary like hit, you know, like, ooh, that felt good. Right? Yeah. But then it was just gone. Yeah. There's no no lasting impact to that. Or it's like, oh, I have a weekend coming and I'm actually going to be away from work and I can, you know, go and do something that I want to do or I have a vacation coming. And it was like you just like I was just so like wanting those things to come. And then again, they'd give me this temporary like hit in a way like, oh, I feel good for a moment. But it was so not lasting or even in my job, like we'd win a big case or even like my the um, domestic violence work I did. The clients were so grateful. I mean, they were just so appreciative and Again, it would give me this momentary hit of like, oh, that felt good. And then gone. (laughs) Nothing was lasting at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so now in comparison, after all your changes, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, So I really feel like I have lived two lives in one lifetime. I feel so dramatically different now. I see the world so dramatically different. I see myself so dramatically differently. And it's like it went from this 
place of feeling so unhappy and so unfulfilled and, and like numbed out in a way to feeling so alive and to feeling so in awe of this experience. Like, oh my goodness, I'm here and I'm getting to experience this and I'm getting to experience myself and my own creativity and I'm getting to experience like, it, it's just such a, wow, such a, such a traumatic change that I, I would have never even thought that I could feel this good. Like those little, you know, hits that I'd get from going shopping or, you know, doing kind of those things to kind of fill that emptiness. Like that good feeling is that pales in comparison to, and I would say it it doesn't even really compare to how good I feel now. Just generally, I just feel good generally. And so yeah, it's been such a dramatic, dramatic change. It really does feel like I have lived two lives in one lifetime. Right. So where was the turning point? And, you know, when you just decided no more, or maybe it was gradual. It certainly, yeah, it certainly was more gradual. So I, I left my job I left it without any sort of plan. I did not know what my future would hold. I did not know what would happen once I left my job. Um, And when I left my job, I realized I was in um, really poor health. Like, it was almost like when that adrenaline went away from my job, my body showed me the state that it was really in. And that really shocked me because I had tried to take good care of my body while I was working. Like I got up at 4 a.m. every morning and I did yoga and I made my lunches to make sure I had a healthy lunch. And I, you know, I, I, I ran on the weekends or whenever I had time. And so, but really, really what it was, was my body was just operating on adrenaline. That was what was keeping me going. And when that stress and pressure went away, I saw, oh my goodness, like this is the state that my body's in and it really was not good. And then the other thing that happened was when that job went away, even though I had done it, even though I had this great resume, even though I had accomplished so much, um, I felt like I was just nothing, just so completely unworthy. Um and so it was like these two yeah. things. Yeah, go your, ahead. Whole, your whole your whole identity is that, isn't it? Yeah. And then when you give it up, there's that's another whole crisis. Like, oh, yeah. who am I really? Then? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So and so that's lovely. I love that you're talking this through and are able to, you know, really share your journey. Because it really helps so many. It's beautiful. So go on, Kira. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was the state I found myself in. And it was surprising. Again, because it was like I I didn't see those things when I was working. And so that was the state I found myself in after I quit my job. So it was worse than I thought it was going to be, quite frankly. And so I just made the decision. I'm going to give everything I have all of my time, all my resources, all my energy, everything to finding answers, to, to finding out, can I heal my body? Um, can I have a different experience of myself and of life? Is there something more to life than us just simply, you know, working hard um, and sacrificing and, you know, making money? Um, is there, you know, 
what what really is life and why are we here? And so that's what I did. And I dedicated, I did that for a year and a half. So a year and a half, this is what I spent all my time doing. And when I say I spent all my time doing it, like I really did it, like I committed. <laughs> like I understand what it means, how to commit to something, how to be disciplined, how to work hard, and I did it. And I um, I trained in different modalities. I became certified in them. I trained myself in certain modalities. I went and saw all sorts of healers. I took programs. I read all sorts of books. I really delved into like the the health like of my body like I did like I bought a sauna and I did floats and I did all these like cleanses and all these like different you know researching into different diets and ways of eating and and so um after a year and a half of doing this I found myself in a state of even worse health and um I felt even worse because it was like when I was at my job, it was like there was this thing in me that was like, okay, this isn't good. You don't feel good. You're not happy. But if you tried something else, right? Like if you just tried something else, like you might feel differently. Like you might have a different experience of life. And so after a year and a half of trying other things only to feel worse, it was just one of the darkest moments in my life. It was like, okay, like what I'm searching for doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> right? you know, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and I yeah. actually had it good. At least I was making money, you know? Right. You're um, like, great. Now I have no money and I'm feeling worse. Exactly. <laughs> and what did worse feel like? So interesting. It was so interesting. My health did get significantly worse. Like I got to the point where I was, I had a condition. I didn't really fully realize what it was when I was, um, uh, I had a condition basically that started in college, but I didn't fully realize what it was. And, um, that got like super exacerbated. So I found myself basically in a state where I was in pain and discomfort pretty much all day. Um, didn't know if I'd be able to sleep at night, didn't because I was just in so much pain and discomfort. Um, and then in addition to that, getting seeming to get exacerbated or coming to the surface, however you want to say it, the other issues that I had weren't getting better. I didn't have more energy. My body didn't feel, you know, it still ached everywhere. And um, my mind felt like a mess. You know, it's just like, thoughts of fear, thoughts of unworthiness, you know, it's just, and so it was like that was going on. And then, um, so it's like my body's in a worse state, even though I've done all of these things, again, that all these people say are going to work and are going to help you. Um, and then too, I really was just in this, like, I mean, talk about hopelessness. It was just like, oh my goodness, this is all life is. And I remember having a conversation with one of my colleagues when I was working and I was just like, you know, are you, are you like passionate about what you're doing? Are you like excited to get up in the morning, you know? And this particular individual was highly, highly educated, super kind of high, like he was just very in what you'd call like successful. And he was just like, no. 
<laughs> like, no, I'm not passionate about life. Like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm not excited to get up in the morning. But like, this is just what life is. And like, we have it good. Like you, yeah. like we make a lot of money. We have a good job. Like, this is just what life is. And it was like, I'm, I'm now a year and a half in trying all these different things. And I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, like, is he right? <laughs> is this all life is? And it kind of like brings you to your knees in a sense, because like, mm. no, like there was this part of me like, no, no, there has to be more. This, this cannot be it. And so I really, I considered going back to practicing law because like I could have, it only been, I'd only been gone a year and a half. I still had all my training. I still had, you know, my degrees. I still had everything. But there was this part of me that was like, keep going. And so I did. I just kept trying things, hoping, you know, that something was going to, something was going to change. Yeah. And in hindsight, what do you think the getting worse in the rock bottom was about now? Yeah. So I really, now I feel so um, appreciative of those experiences because they really are what helped me come to where I'm at now. Because it was by doing all of these things that didn't seem to work for me that I came upon what did and not just what works for me, but what I'm now finding through my coaching and my business is like, they work for other people too. And so I think it was like this, really like this, it was just so valuable to go through all of that. And I also too think that, you know, it gave me this understanding of like, okay, you you can feel like things, like you can get in a situation where things do seem hopeless or where they do feel, you know, like there's no way out or things aren't going to get better. But there is something in us guiding us all the time mm. that is telling us what is available to us, that is leading us. And, and in those moments, you know, there was this kind of part of me that was like, go back and make money, <laughs> you know? But then there was this other part of me that was that was really speaking to me that was like no keep keep going keep going and that's what I listened to and that is what has led me to where I am today it wasn't you know listening to kind of the because I think a lot of people would have probably been like um (laughs) like (laughs) you're not getting anywhere and you have this great degree and this great resume that you worked your whole life for and you can make all of this money and like you know why wouldn't you just do that and um to and to kind of what I did too is I stepped I just kept stepping into the unknown like I do not know how this is going to work out I don't see how this is going to work out my mind could not figure out how it was going to work out my mind to the contrary was like this is definitely a bad idea (laughs) you know (laughs) the more you stay away from this profession the more you don't make money you're just like digging yourself into this kind of hole but again there was this part of me that was like keep going and that is what I listened to. Yeah. And you must have had a few other people think you were crazy too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, even, you know, so um, I did get a lot of support from my husband. um, And what I did is I didn't really um, share a lot of what I was going through with anybody else. I really kept it to myself. 
Um, but at the same time too, you know, um, I was making quite a bit of money. And so my income really mattered to our family. It was uh, like a significant portion of like what we were making. And so, you know, I constantly had these feelings of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> cause we're not getting to live the same way, you know, we weren't. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So brave. <laughs> <laughs> and so you listened to the little voice that said, keep going. Mm -hmm. I did. And part of that must have been finding your unique path, right? Not someone else's. And the body tends to tell us when we're, we still need to keep going or it gets worse until, and, and then suddenly gets better. So what was, what was your experience? <laughs> yeah. So you really hit the nail on the head. I mean, I had my own unique creative expressions in the world. There was a path for me. And it really was about me tapping into and following that. And so um, one day in the midst of this, like, this super dark time of my life, I, um, I turned on a Kundalini yoga class. And I did not know what Kundalini yoga was. I had done yoga for years. And... I decided to try this class because like I'm, you know, I'm into trying things. Why not? Mm -hmm. And the class seemed, quite frankly, really odd to me, like really odd. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, this is what my life has come to. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like this. Uh. But after the class, I, I felt different. I felt different. And I, I, I really like. I noticed that and I honored that. And so I was like, okay, I feel different. I'm going to keep taking classes. And I did. I kept taking classes. And this really was this turning point for me. It was a turning point for me. I started to, the more classes I took, I started to, um, my the aches and pains in my body started to go away. I started to feel energized. I started to feel clear-minded. And I started to feel hopeful is where it first started. And then I started to feel inspired. And so um, so I continued taking classes and then I went on to train in it, not because I was going to teach it. I was just like, what, what is happening here? Why is this having such an effect on me? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, this, the, it really was this, this turning point that came in my life. And it was from that point then that as I started to get this more mental clarity and this inspiration, it was like I started to see, oh, all of these things that I did before, like this is why they weren't working for me. This is what was going on. And then I started to see oh, and what is it that does work? Well, what if I did this? And what if I tried this? And then what would happen? And it was like, from that point, it was like things just started to become really clear to me. And I took myself through these knowings and through this inspiration into, great, into even greater levels of um, health, of clarity, of energy, and and yeah, my life really then started to transform. And I didn't realize that, the, like I didn't fully know when I was doing Kundalini Yoga, what was happening. But 
what Kundalini Yoga is doing is it's it's doing a lot of things, but it what it was doing was it was tapping me into me, into who I was. And so and so yeah, it was a, a big turning point in my experience. Oh, lovely. So tell us about Kundalini Yoga, because I think you're you teach it now, do you? Do you I know? do teach it. Yeah? I do. Yeah. Tell us all about it. <laughs> Yeah, I know now you're an optimizing coach, which I, which we also want to hear about, but tell us about Kundalini yoga. Yeah. So Kundalini yoga, I think what most people, when they think of yoga, they think of like a form of Hatha yoga. That's what we see traditionally in like yoga studios. Um, and I had done a form of Hatha yoga for years. It's very like posture focused, like you're moving into all these beautiful kind of postures and poses. Um, and Kundalini yoga, it looks pretty different from, from what I think people think of when they think of yoga. So Kundalini yoga, it does use postures and poses. Some of those postures and poses do look similar to what you'd see in like Hatha yoga, but some of them are quite different. Um, and it also uses a number of different breathing techniques. So in a Kundalini yoga class, you will be doing breathe, like you will be breathing probably most likely I would say in most, pretty much every instance, a lot. You're really going to be breathing a lot and you're going to be using different types of, of breathing techniques. And then it also uses hand positions and eye positions because the, the hands are connected to different parts of the brain. We can use eye positions to affect the brain. We can use eye positions to stimulate the glandular system. Um, it uses relaxation, meditation, and it also uses sound currents. So there is, in Kundalini Yoga, there is um, chanting. So you, you will be using different sound currents. And so it it's, <laughs> so again, it looks quite different from, um, from what people would, I think, associate with yoga. And what it's doing with all of these things is it's working all parts of a person's beingness. So it's working the physical body and it's working critical systems of the physical body, like the nervous system and the endocrine system. And I really, I, I had no idea that, um, I could work my nervous system, nor did I have any idea how critical that was, how critical it was for me to work my nervous system. I didn't realize I could work on my glandular system and bring it into balance. Like my adrenals were probably really, really suffering. And um, there are Kundalini yoga sets that work specifically on the adrenal glands. I did those sets regularly. And oh my goodness, I mean, talk about a change in my energy levels, just dramatic. Um, And so it's working the physical body. It's also working the mind. So it's helping one to release and let go of old subconscious patterns and programs and habits. It's helping one release and let go of like addictive behaviors. Um, it's helping one too to control and direct the mind so that you can use the mind to serve you. Like my mind was just kind of like pretty much my whole life. It was just running amok. It was just thoughts of fear, thoughts of unworthiness, just like all these things I didn't want to be thinking. And people just 
they look at the mind and they're like, oh, that's just what the mind does. It's like, no, it doesn't. You can use your mind to serve you. You can control and direct the mind. It also works one on an emotional level. So it helps you deal with current emotions, but also suppressed emotions. And so like, for instance, I did not realize this, but I actually was really angry. I had a lot of anger that I had suppressed and I never considered myself like an angry person um, ever. I, I, I mean, it was just so like, no, no, maybe some people have like anger, but not me and totally did. I had just suppressed it and it helps you deal with that and really release it and get it out of your cells, get it out of your beingness. Because when we suppress things, it's like they just stay there and they just kind of wreak havoc. Um, and then Kundalini yoga, it's also working on an energetic level. So we're looking at like the electromagnetic field or the aura and the chakra system. And, and so what it's doing is it's really treating us as these dynamic and complex beings that we are. Like we're not just this physical body. We're not just our mind. Like, you know, we're these dynamic and complex beings it's treating us as these dynamic and complex beings, and it's working all parts of us in one practice. And so when I started to understand all this, it was like, oh, well, no wonder it's helping me feel so much better. Right. And it was so through this, you did all of it without supplements, without drugs. It was balancing your endocrine, your nervous system, your mind, and it all fell into balance. Yeah, it certainly did. Now, I, you know, I do um I do think supplements are beneficial. Um I do think diet is obviously important. The interesting thing though was was that when I was not really tapped into me, into my inner knowing, into my inner guidance, I was taking all of these supplements and eating in ways that did not serve me. They were just things that like other people said would be good for me and none of them worked for me. The more I did Kundalini Yoga and also to them, the more I got clarity on how to tap into who I was, how to tap into the inner guidance that I held. It's so interesting now. I do take supplements and I, I do um, eat in certain ways and it's all working for me. Like mm -hmm. it's all moving the dial because these are the things that are for me. And so and so I think to a certain extent what you said is correct in that when I was doing kundalini yoga, I initially did bring my body into balance and into a healthier state really through kundalini yoga because all the other stuff that I was doing did not seem to be <laughs> working for me. Um, but as, again, as I got more clarity, tapped into my inner guidance, it's like now I do... I do eat in certain ways and I do take supplements, but it's like, they're all moving the dial for me. They're yeah. all benefiting me. Like that's what I often say too, as a, as an ND and a homeopath, that the homeopathy brings you to balance. And then, then the supplements aren't just band-aids, right? Then they become right. something that feeds the body and you, you then know what to take that's best for you, right? Yes. And yeah. So we're talking the same language. I just love it. 
Yeah. You come to it in, in different ways, right? But, right. Yeah. Right. I do believe there are universal truths and, and how we come to those, it does vary and it is different, but there are certain things that are true. And I do believe that we do hold within us a knowing and a guidance of what is for us. And it's about really tapping into that. And that will lead us and guide us and show us the things that are for us. But just listening to like kind of what other people are saying or what worked for them, it's like, you know, there, there, there's certainly some benefit in that initially. But, you know, it's not like, it's not like now I'm not listening to, you know, experts or whatever. People talk about, you know, whatever I am. It's just like, it's like I'm guided to the, the things and the people and the supplements and the foods that are really for me. Mm-hmm. It's not this mass confusion. And it's like we live in an experience right now where, you know, we live in the technological age. We live in this age of information where we are just inundated with information and inundated with options and choices. And, and, you know, we've got all of these people who are like, we have all these experts who, you know, they'll say, this is the way to go. And then there'll be another expert, even in the scientific community that like totally contradicts that. Right. And so it's like, in this, in this age of information, how, how do we make choices? We can't simply just listen to what the people outside of us are telling us because, you know, even their information seems to, in some instances, contradict each other. And what I really found is what it comes down to is, again, we are guided. We have within us this internal guidance. And when we follow that, we know the thing that's for us. We know the path that's for us. We know the people that are for us. Like there are certain supplement companies that I'm really drawn to. Like I've listened to podcasts with the the founders. And, you know, it's like, it's like, there's this knowing me that's like, yes, this, this, this is the way for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And beautifully said. (laughs) Thank you, Kara. Love it. And so how did it lead to becoming an optimization coach, which is, I, I guess what you're doing is teaching just that to listen to, to an inner voice and become the best you. Yeah. So it was really, you know, once Kundalini Yoga gave me this clarity, I started, you know, I started to get more mental clarity. I started to get really inspired and I started to see, okay, what is it that really moves the dial? What is it that gives us the life that feels so good to us, where we feel fulfilled, where we feel empowered, where we feel excited about life, where we feel passionate about life, where we are expressing our own creativity, what what really does that? And what I came to is like, what it really takes is understanding who we are and how we function. And people might be like, well, I know who I am and I know how I function. <laughs> and what I would offer is if you're living in states of stress or overwhelm or disease, if you're living in states where life feels monotonous, if you're living in states of low energy where you feel depleted, um, you likely have misunderstandings about who you are and how you function because those states, while they have been normalized in this experience, they're not normal. They're not who you really are. They're not our fundamental nature. 
And our fundamental nature is one of love, is one of abundance, is one of creativity, is one of joy, is one of good feeling. That's our fundamental nature. And so what I have found is that we actually lack in many instances an understanding of who we are and how we function. And I will say for me, like I'm a highly educated person. I did very well in school. I really took it seriously. And I didn't understand who I was and how I functioned. I didn't understand that I held within me unique gifts and talents. I didn't understand that when I expressed those gifts and talents, that's where I stepped into abundance. That's where I stepped into joy. I didn't understand that I held within me great knowing and that I was guided all the time, every day, every second of every day. I was guided by me. I didn't understand. I didn't know that at all. I was just like following the life plan that other people had said works, right? I didn't understand that I was structured in a way to thrive and that the way that I was structured to thrive is different from how other people are structured to thrive. I also didn't understand how to control and direct my mind. I, I, it's so interesting, again, that we spend all of this time being educated, and it's like, how many people really understand how to control and direct their minds? How many people really understand how to use their minds to serve them in powerful ways? And it's like, you know, again, I would say, I, I certainly didn't. I mean, my mind was just, it was so interesting, like, as much as I I was using my mind all the time to do this very complex legal work, and yet I didn't understand how to control and direct my mind. And so what my what I do now is I really work with people to do a deep dive into them so that they understand who they are, the unique gifts and talents they hold, how they're structured to thrive. Um, that they understand the knowing that they hold within. And and there are issues with this too, because as much as I say, you know, we hold within us knowing and we hold within us guidance, the thing is, is we have to be able to differentiate that from collective consciousness beliefs, from old subconscious beliefs and patterns, from, um, you know, what other people are telling us we should need or have to do. And one of the things that I found is that when people hear like, oh, I have this internal guidance and I, I have this great knowing within me and I can trust it and I can follow it is they, <laughs> they're just like, okay, and I'm going to do that. And then they do it and they're like, oh, but this thing didn't work out for me. So now I don't trust it. And in truth, they actually weren't following that internal guidance at all. They were operating based on a subconscious belief that they held that they got when they were a child, right? And so it's like, it does take, it really does take a deep dive into us, into understanding like, okay, so we have this internal guidance and knowing what has clouded that, what has, you know, why why aren't we seeing that clearly? And how can we really see that clearly so we can trust it? And so, so yeah, I do, <laughs> I do think that we really have in many instances been 
what I say is like, it's like we've been hidden from ourselves. And we want to really do this deep dive into ourselves, into understanding ourselves, and into understanding our mind. And then from that place, we really can step into what I would say the truth of who we are is, and really live the lives that I would say we're all being called to. Yeah. And it can't happen overnight because we just haven't practiced it and we haven't understood it, right? That's right. That's absolutely right. So it can take as much study and practice as any learning any new sport or a new career. So you have to have the patience for it, don't you? Absolutely. I do believe there are efficient and effective ways to go about it Mm -hmm. where you don't have to kind of be spinning your wheels and doing a bunch of things that you know, maybe don't work or aren't maybe the quickest path to it. Um, I think coming from the background I came from as being an attorney and having to do everything super effectively and efficiently, like I do, I did structure the work that I do in that way. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. At the same time, it's like we've we've really been, like I was very off in, I was just very off. I was very like hidden from myself. And so it certainly did take something to 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 come back to who I to who I really am and it took commitment and it took conviction and at the same time that it was a process i would say it is such an interesting um process it's it's so fun i would say to really get to know you and it's and it's um so exciting i think to really delve into you and to go deep and be like oh this is who i am yes and how good that that feels right and you hit on a really interesting point like to follow your excitement because that feeling of excitement is often the signpost mhm you know yeah. And it keeps you going too. That inner excitement keeps yeah. you heading in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I really look at, I know some people have this thing of like when they're talking about um, a, a path of getting to know yourself, whether they call it a spiritual path or a wellness path or whatever they kind of do. I feel like what what we what we're seeing is it's like, oh, it's this deep and heavy um work, right? And we just gotta really it's hard and it's, and I'm like, no, (laughs) actually, yes, it's deep, but there's such interest in that. There's such fun in that. And there is such excitement in that. Like when you get these moments of, oh, oh, this is who I am. Oh, this is, this is a thing for me. I mean, it, it feels so good. And in the, in the, my programs and the work that I do, I really, like my whole life, my whole kind of thing was like, I worked really, really hard. I was like really disciplined. I worked really, really hard. And it was like, I'll just work really hard. And at the <laughs> end of it, there's like a light at the end of that tunnel. And in truth, there isn't. Because if, if you choose hard work, then understand like you're just choosing hard work. That's what you're choosing. People think I'll choose hard work now and then that will lead to something that isn't hard. It actually, it won't because you're choosing hardship. You're choosing hard work. And so 
I, I chose hard work only to get more and more hard work. And I will tell you, my job, as much as I was getting, I was getting a lot of money, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in terms of hard work. Like it blew law school out of the water in terms of <laughs> how hard it was. Like it wasn't even close. And, and so in my programs, it's like, this is not about hard work. This is about commitment, certainly. Conviction, absolutely. But it is interesting. It is joyful. And you're going to go deep and you might have moments where you don't feel good because emotions are going to come up. I mean, that's totally normal. You know what I mean? We're going to, like, you're going to go to places that maybe don't feel good. But ultimately, like, it's not about hard work. It's not this hard, dark journey. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, doesn't mean you're not going to have experiences where you maybe don't feel that good. But ultimately, this is like you coming into you and knowing you. And that, that is exciting. And it's fun. And it's interesting. Yeah, I love that. And we can be programmed to think only hard work gets you somewhere, right? Oh, yeah, I totally was hard. I was totally programmed into that. Oh, my. Yeah. 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 But here you are. So how do people find, you know, your courses and more about you, more more about what you're teaching? And I love that you have that mind to put it together in a way that others can benefit from it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I certainly, I certainly appreciate you saying that. And I, it's so interesting too. Like I do believe that my legal skills and training have yeah. oh, benefited yes. me. Right. They've come yeah. right back and been very important in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I also find so intriguing, you know, in hindsight, you're like, oh, without all this. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So, so true. It's like it all led me to this to this point. And so, yeah, I feel like I use my legal skills actually and I use it in creating all of my programs. And yeah, so yeah, so true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so first of all, I want to say if you've been hearing like a snorting, snoring sound throughout this podcast, that's my dog, Rosie. She is <laughs> she's on like a hardcore snorting, snoring <laughs> moment. <laughs> I couldn't hear her at all. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> wonderful to know. Okay. <laughs> um, she's been doing it now for like pretty much <laughs> the whole podcast. So cute. Yeah. Um, so people can reach me at my web. My website's really the best place. It's karanicolebitar.com. It's K-A-R-A-N-I-C-O-L-E-B-I-T-A-R.com. And on the website... Two, you can, if you want to just talk, talk about where you're at and, and what might benefit you, you can sign up for a call. I'd love to talk to you. I'd be happy to do that. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram, Karen Nicole Batar, Facebook, Karen Nicole Batar, and LinkedIn, Karen Nicole Batar. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kara. That was wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been such a fun time with you. And I just really appreciate you and your podcast and all that you're doing. Thank you so much. And for everyone out there, don't forget, don't give away your power to anyone else. Be the creator of your own life. Spiral up, spiral out. And remember, don't give away your power to anyone else. Be the creator of your own life. You can find more inspiring episodes on 14 different platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and EmpoweredHealth.com. Be a part of Thrive Tribes. 
Be the Change and Thrivolution at thrivetribehub.com. And join me and my fellow changemakers at Health Tribe, Body, Mind, and Soul on Facebook. Spiral up, spiral out.